0: Hi, and this is Amicus, Slate's podcast about the Supreme Court and the law, and I am Dahlia Lithwick. I host this podcast, and I cover some of those things for Slate, and I wanted to let you know about a bonus segment we're releasing to our Slate Plus members as we process a really blockbuster opinion from the Supreme Court in a religious liberty case that, honestly, any other June in any other year would have been reverberating for weeks. But this is not any other June, and we have a whole bunch of blockbuster cases that are coming up. So we wanted to jump on this one and get you a little bit of clarity and context about today's decision in Carson versus Macon. Here is a brief snippet of my conversation with Slate's own Mark Joseph Stern. This is another one of those Sonia Sotomayor dissents, Mark, where she pretty explicitly doesn't just dissent... From the opinion that Chief Justice Roberts writes, but she issues another warning, both about how fast the court is changing the legal landscape and also she sort of warns about what's to come.
1: Yeah, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the parade of horribles that Breyer mentions, which I think is spot on and really kind of leads the reader to question Robert's candor in his majority opinion. Like, you can't just pretend that this is the end of the road for this campaign when there have been so many previous decisions where the majority has pretended like they've pushed things as far as they're going to go and then just push further and further. And Sotomayor is saying, quite correctly, that the court has essentially repeated Healed the Establishment Clause. The court has used the Free Exercise Clause to overturn the separation of church and state that is embedded in the First Amendment to the Constitution. And the question then becomes, what happens next? And I think we'll get one answer soon when the court hands down the school prayer case this term, the Coach Kennedy case, where the court probably will grant administrators and teachers uh, of public schools a right to engage in Christian prayer on campus during their job duties and co- worse students into joining them, bringing us back to times that we haven't seen since the 1960s when the court first outlawed school prayer, and then moving out of the context of just schools, like how far will the court go to tear down the very notion that church and state are not supposed to be entangled in this country? I don't know the answer. I don't think Justice Sotomayor knows the answer, but I fear that we will all find out. And the reality remains that Roberts is not in control of this court. And even if he reaches a point where he decides to draw the line, it no longer matters because Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are in the driver's seat now.
0: And let me just read part of this Sotomayor dissent, because I think she makes very expressly mark the argument you just made. She writes, quote, what a difference five years makes. In 2017, I feared that the court was leading us, ellipses, to a place where separation of church and state is a constitutional slogan, not a constitutional commitment. Today, the court leads us to a place where separation of church and state becomes a constitutional Violation. So what she's essentially saying is, by definition, the Establishment Clause is a per se violation of religious freedom. And that is exactly pointing us toward the Kennedy case that you are warning us about. Slate Plus members can access all of our Amicus Plus bonus segments and bonus segments from lots of other Slate shows, including the incredible latest slow burn season on Before Roe v. Wade with Susan Matthews. If you would like to find out more about the perks of membership and how to join us, go to slate.com slash amicus plus That's slate.com slash amicus plus support from slate plus members is vital to the work we do here at slate and we thank you.